like my bitches kissing now like straight hoes. I put up to the function in it's straight hoes. They talking about my auto tune, okay though. Auto tune is chopper at your face though. Two hoes wanna fuck me cause my bankroll. So I rap like this, they say rap like that. I dictate the crowd. I got other plans, I'm trying to own my publishing. Ain't nobody even talking to you. Pull up and you all gonna lose. She hopped in and it's off with the roof. I ain't even trying to argue with you. Everything yes, you say so far from the truth. Don't hate me, cause I'm hard to the booth. Sure we gon' make it harder for you. My apartment yes, got a disheartening build. I don't mean to hurt no feelings. I'm just working till we work some days. Differences, we don't see no ceilings. Me and Maze in a spaceship. Turn your hate shit, so they try to make us villains. New strange, but they really hate that feeling. Too strong, and they never gonna kill it. I don't give a fuck if you ain't never gonna feel it. We gon' live it up, cause we gon' always be the realest. Sick of motherfuckers, I don't even gotta deal with. Real quick, let me get this out. Get my dick out your mouth. M.A. to the easy, count loose leaf. Young nigga, hella kick game like Bruce Lee. Too free to the loose leaf. Who me? Lock to the bank like he, he, choosy. Wanna do me, and I do so. Two hoes go both ways, so kudos. Judos, I'ma kick game like judo. Sumo, that's big shit like I'm the straight hose. I put up to the function in his straight hoes. They talking about my auto tune, okay, though. I auto tune this chopper at your face, though. Two hoes wanna fuck me, cause my bankroll. I guess it's cause I got this strange flow. Episode number nine, and y'all see it already on the screen with my guest with me today, Mage Three Hundred One. Man, what's going on, man? Yes, sir, man. What's going on with you, man? I'm, man, I'm, I'm chilling. I feel good, man. Like that, that, that right there. That song right there, Strange Flows. Yeah, y'all know that's his. That's his. Uh, that's a new song off his new album. Album, right? Album. Called, yes, sir. Uh, Hello, goodbye. Hello, called, goodbye. Yes, sir. Called Strange Flows. That's one of my. My favorite tracks off the rip. Between that and No Limits, those are the ones I go to from the rip. As soon as I uh, uh, go into my that, guy. Drum, man, that's, that's, that's those are great that's, choices. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, <laughs> like, as soon as you hear it, it was just like, how, how not? And like, and then what you talk about in them, man. I mean, I guess we can start right there before we dive into it. Just that particular song, Strange Flows, man. How'd you even uh, come about that? How'd you even, you know, what's what is the whole premise of that? particular song i mean i got my idea but i mean you the creator so yeah. let us know what you thought okay so uh the, the basically having been signed to strange music has come with its fair share of feedback okay. and uh when i say feedback it hasn't always been easy to digest and so essentially 
um, there has been some comments about me being signed and whether I fit in and, gotcha. you know, you know, this strange music being about shopping and, you know, a lot of people not that are fans of strange music, not being very fond of auto tune. <laughs> and, you know, I made a couple of songs that I thought would appeal to those people in particular, but ultimately I had to let people know who I am and what I'm gonna do, which is be me all day, a hundred percent, you know? So if you listen to the song, I think you, you, you kind of catch that vibe for sure. For, for sure, no. man. I, I, I mean, again, welcome to Open Gym Podcast. Your boy AB. I'm here with my special guest, Maze Three Hundred One, as you see on the screen. New album out now called Hello Goodbye. Streaming on all platforms. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to this channel as we're bringing new content every week for you guys. And I, I, I wanted. You said that. Uh, I wanted to just, I guess, get get into who Maze Maze 301 is like since you were saying you was trying to uh, uh, let people know you know I mean your style your flavor and everything that goes on with, with your artistry I mean who is Maze 301 where the name come from what's the meaning behind it I mean you know let, let, let us know let the people know okay well my name uh, came about as I was trying to figure out how I could best describe myself and how I kind of look at myself as an artist and, and my perspective on life. And so I wanted something short and sweet. And I just felt like uh, when you feel like you have me figured out as a person or as an artist, you see that you've taken a wrong turn in the same way you find yourself lost in a maze. Yeah. Uh, being that there's so much to me, um, far more than meets the eye. And so I thought maze uh, was a good represent, the perfect representation of that. Okay. Uh, and I thought it sounded cool too. Of course. Um, yeah, you know. Um, and then, uh, as far as who Maze Three Hundred One is, I, 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 Maze Three Hundred One is an example. And so, when I say that, I mean, I think it's my job. I believe it's my job as an artist to serve as an example, but not just as an artist. Uh, with my time here as a human being, you know, to 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 kind of. Uh, you know, blaze my own trail and, and to the best of my ability, leave a lasting impression on anybody that uh, finds themselves interested in my story and bears witness to it. I just want to show people what, you know, doing it their way looks like, uh, what taking a chance looks like, what having faith in things that you can't see looks yeah. like, what, yeah. you know, being yourself and all of those other things look like and what uh, uh, you can accomplish and that you know certain obstacles can also be overcome you know so yeah i mean i i, I totally agree. i feel like in every profession that it is i feel like you should always create your own imprint on it, it you know you, you never don't get me wrong there's rules and regulations and there's our base bylaws and, and everything structure and everything but at times, I mean, sometimes, especially in artistry, when you're talking about art, art is a, a free-spirited thing. Art is a free-flowing thing. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be boxed in. It shouldn't be a certain way. I mean, because if, if you're looking at music right now, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a lot of the same type of music that's that's uh, that's out there mainstream-wise, but, like, it's a lot of great music out here about great artists that do it different way, that's, that's making a living on top of it. I mean, so I told mm -hmm. you agree with that and, and and this is as you know this is a um we do talk sports on this show and i mean i, I was just you know looking up some things now uh before you was a, a rapper or artist in general i mean i i read that somewhere that you in high school you, you played ball you were shooting guard basketball but then you 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 turned to music I man how how'd that come about was was basketball a, a real thing for you or it was just like a hobby or something like that you moved and you felt uh music I'm on the phone. What? A celery. <laughs> hey, I'm I, go 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 go. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good. Man. I just did. Trust me, I got my. Own I'm at home with the family, man. <laughs> I got two sisters at ten and eleven, and if oh, they man. see me on the phone, they're so. I want you to very territorial. <laughs> they don't want to talk to me all day, but once I'm on the phone, it's, oh. what's this? 
She's never seen a celery stick before. <laughs> I know exactly but, uh, what you mean. I got a little sister of my own, man, for sure. So, I mean, I grew up with, with all that, for sure. <laughs> so, but that's t- why I'm home, you know, because I know how much they miss me when I'm on the road. I was on tour for three months. Yeah, I seen you that. You know what I mean? I've so. seen that. Yeah, I mean, you out there doing your thing for sure. Like I said, if y'all don't know, man, well, I, I met I met this man. It was we were just talking about it before we even got on. Mm-hmm. I met him about two years ago, uh, in L.A. Actually, I was out here with another. With actually, my co-host uh, Zig, the artist who came uh, be here tonight. Um, we was out there doing some work on Long Time, and just catching some, you know, some some rest time, you know. And we out there, and he had a friend out there, had a little link up, had a little game night situation, had an off night. Mm-hmm. We like, hey, let's slide through. Look at me who, it was amazing. It, yeah. And a good vibe that night, great fun, uh, yeah, playing great the vibe. games, you know, sipping a little bit, whatever it was. Like, we had a good time. And, and ever since then, it was just, I've been following him, looking at him progress uh, over the years, like I say, just came off a tour for three months, which was just like major, essentially like that. Like within two years, he already on the road touring. So that was that was that was actually kind of do. I mean, tell me about that. Tell me the uh, about the tour. How was that? Who you was with? Where'd you guys go, man? You know, uh, tell us about the tour. The tour was amazing. I was um, opening for Tech Nine, of course. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, uh, on the road with Jerry Robinson, who was featured on Strange Flows, and we actually. Uh, did that record on the road. Okay. Um, King Iso, uh, Tabo the Truth, and um, I don't am I missing any? Oh, and Ritz. Ritz was on the road okay. with us too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was really cool meeting all of those guys. I had never actually met. Uh, well, I met King Iso, but we really hadn't built a rapport yet. And um, so him and I actually created a record on the road too called Frenemies, okay. which is on my Hello yeah. Goodbye album. And I, I and I, I built a, a, a pretty uh, a dope friendship with Jerry Robinson. Me and him got real close. Um, all those guys are like brothers to me now. I mean, you spend three months on the road with anybody, you're either going to love them or hate them afterward. So lucky for me, I didn't walk away from the tour <laughs> hating anybody. Yeah. But I'm not the type of person usually that could, that could hate somebody. But those are my guys. It was fun. I can't wait to hit the road again. Uh, we had 67 scheduled shows. Uh, mm. Three of them fell through, so we did 64 shows. That was my first tour, man. So imagine. Wow. Hello? Yeah, we good. We, we got good? You. Okay. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> I, I think I was saying the, um, that was my first tour. Yeah. That was my first tour. And imagine your first tour is... 64 shows. <laughs> How you prepare 64 for that? Shows, right, bro. right, right. <laughs> you, you did, I don't think there's a, I don't think you can prepare, bro. Like it was I can I can I can cuss on here cuz you just played yeah. strange clothes and I was going crazy. It was fucking insane, bro. It was insane, man. And um you know, I um performed in front of uh, my my biggest crowds out there, you know. Uh Tech had some shows in florida we did a show where he had some outside crowds of like three thousand people Mm. i mean we did some theaters it was an absolute dream come true i i I performed at the house of blues in las vegas okay excuse me yeah it was insane man i had a 25 20 minute set i did six songs um and and I, and, and I did my motherfucking thing, man. I think I, I, the, the fans really enjoyed themselves, and I went out there and I did my job. And I'm just looking forward to the next time, man. For real, it was it was an incredible experience. Trust so. me, like like you said, man. I trust me. I've been I've been following, I've been watching, and it looked like y'all y'all had a blast essentially like that. Like you said, for your first tour to do that many do that many dates. I mean, what was your I guess what was your favorite place? that you've been, it can be somewhere you've been before or that you've never even been before. Like what was your favorite spot or some of your favorite spots that you uh, visited while you was on tour? Um, well, in general, um, most of the West Coast was just really amazing. And when you start working your way into like uh, Utah and, and I mean, Oregon was beautiful. I, I'm, I'm a really big, I'm really big into nature. Okay. So so that was really fun, uh, seeing different places. 
Um, but as far as my favorite places, I mean, I did a show in Baltimore. I'm from the DMV area, and so all my guys came out to that show, and that was really exciting because these guys don't really understand the magnitude of what's happening for me. And this was a really big show for them to come see me do. I mean, they remember seeing me do talent shows at our university. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest show had to be when I came to Orlando and my mom and dad came out mm. and, you know, mom's got it, got tears in her eyes and dad is like, you know, reciting all the words and, <laughs> That's my boy. and so I took, you know, uh, <laughs> like, and it's funny because my mom couldn't hide if she wanted to, right? Like everybody knew she was Maze 301's mom. Okay. And it was because, you know, you're at a tech nine show, you're at a strange music show. And like all the fans show up in either black or red, right? <laughs> and here comes my mom in like like a white dress with like sunflowers on it That's and a stuff. Mom for you. That's your mom. You That's a mom for you. Yeah. <laughs> like she she couldn't hide to save her life. Like I'm on stage, I'm just like, yo, this was a real special show. Like, yo, I just want y'all to make some noise for yourself. My mom's in the building. Everybody just looks at her. <laughs> they know exactly where she had the lady with the, the sunflower dress. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, if she was the only one in there with any color, everyone else was like, they did. she did not get the memo. But um, that was probably the best show just because uh, there's nothing like your parents uh, Being, yeah. thinking that their kid might not be a, 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 a lost cause. For sure. So. I, I totally agree. And I mean, like you said, you speak in the minds and, and being from the DMV area. I mean, what what was uh what was the early life uh like for for Maze Three Hundred One? I mean, being from the DMV area, you know, tell tell us what that was like. How was the upbringing? What what, what created who we see today? What what created the man that we see today, essentially? Oh man, I mean, so many different things. You can't really box me in. I I, I don't want to take away any credit from the place where I'm from, but I moved probably 15 times okay before i got to maryland okay and by the time i got to maryland i was i was i i still at that point was so like um what do you call it i, I guess you could say opaque like i there was there was nothing solid about my identity yet like i was born in new york but you couldn't say i was a new yorker right. i lived in virginia for a little while but i was you know i wasn't there long enough to be a virginian if that's the word <laughs> right. um and when I got to Maryland, even when as hard as I wanted to be, you know, a, a, a DMV guy, so to speak, I just, I, I wasn't. I've always kind of been myself. Uh, but the DMV raised me. I grew up in Montgomery County. I spent a lot of time in the Prince George's area, in the D.C. area. Okay. Um, and I went to Bowie State University after okay. high school. I spent a year, year and a half at that illustrious HBCU where I met some of my best friends yeah, uh, and they yeah and they came to realize that I I was an artist or 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 or, or at least a wannabe artist if you ask them um, and uh, you know uh, I dropped out and told them I was pursuing entertainment and uh, you know I kept my head down and looked up and Technon was putting a chain over my neck, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, speaking of Technon, that's I mean, that's what I was about to go right into after that. You know, how did that even uh, uh, come along? Because we all know, we all know who Technon is. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, his 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 accolades speak for itself. What he done in the game speak for itself. Essentially, a legend. Like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So how how made through a one? come along and, and and collaborate and be with the guys such as Tech Nine and Strange Music? Well, I mean, first of all, all credit and glory goes to God. Yes, sir. And when I say and when I say that, I mean long before I, you know, came into contact with my manager or my producer, or I even really put this body of work together. I was in communication with the man upstairs and you know god made it very clear to me that um that he had a path for me to to walk you know what i'm saying and so i just kind of i kind of just put my faith in that um because i didn't i when i had first you know really got serious about my music i was never saying like oh i want to sign the tech nine like my goal is to be a strange music artist right 
I didn't really know the specifics. I kind of left the specifics up to God. I just knew that I wanted to put myself out there as an artist and I wanted to live out that reality. You know what I mean? And God, he worked out the specifics. I kind of just gave him the, the foundation, so to speak. And then he, or the skeleton and he filled the body in, you know, the, as poor as that metaphor may be, you know, something to that extent. Yeah. Um, but real, but as far as how me and Tech Nine came into contact, and when I had put together a mixtape called Nowhere, back in about 26, I had been working on the mixtape in about 2017, and I dropped it and I sent it to my uncle who passed away. Uh, rest in peace to him. He shared the album with an uncle who I still to this day have never met, which continues to let me know. <laughs> That God was this working thing, in man. his yes, mysterious sir. ways. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because that uncle, that uncle, and, and here's where it gets even more, uh, I guess, ironic, divine, magical, mysterious, whatever you want to call it. So the uncle that I never met shares it with a producer, and the producer he shared it with gets music all the time. He never listens to this music because people are always, you know, overloading him with music. Mm -hmm. He felt, he felt, um, he had to listen to my music. He felt a responsibility to listen to my music specifically because this uncle who I never met introduced him to industry folk that kind of uh, started his career. Okay. Right. So he was like, all right, well, this guy opened some big doors for me. I, I, let me at least check out his nephew. Okay. Or he would have been like, no, hey, I'll get to it. And sure. never got to it. It's so he listens to it. Come on, you know, so he listens. So it's a five song demo because he doesn't send him my whole mixtape. My uncle he sends him five songs. I didn't even know what five songs he picked. <laughs> so lucky for me, he picked five good ones. Yeah. <laughs> because when because when my producer heard it, his name's EP, by the way, EP heard the first song. He's like, OK, it's not bad. I wasn't expecting to enjoy, you know, that at all. But OK, let me hear another one. There's no way he can go two for two. So here's the next song. He's like. Nah, nah, I'm tripping. I'm you, tripping. You remember I'm these eight. songs? Yes, I remember a few of them. Okay, They're actually okay. out. So, okay. So one of them is called uh, Ah Ah. <laughs> uh, one of them is called um, On My Own from okay. the Nowhere mixtape. Okay. And one of them is called uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like I need like a rolly for my one wrist. I need like a hose for my one dick. <laughs> I need every. I was like, hey, what am I saying? I, like, I was going. I was. I don't know. I was just having so Make much sure fun when I recorded that. that I gotta go. I gotta go look. Look for those right there. Yes, this, for sure. For sure. That, that go check that tape already. out, man. <laughs> go check that tape out, man. That 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 mixtape changed my life, man. It really changed my life because it. First of all, it made it very clear to me. Okay. It made it very clear to me. Listen to me when I tell you this, bro. That I and I believe we all have a power within ourselves to really create and attract and manifest, you know, dreams on a different level. And I know manifest that, that idea of manifestation, that word, that term at this point is so mm -hmm. uh, um, cliche, right? Yep. Like everybody's saying that. Everybody's using that word nowadays. But I'm not speaking uh off of some shit i read in a book right like i'm not Thanks. speaking off of some shit that like sounds cool or is interesting for conversation i'm speaking this. from experience yeah, man. i live this shit yeah. man yeah. and so what it really did was open my eyes to understanding that i probably have more power than i realize man sure. and so tech so uh ep hears this mixtape and he ends up liking every song he plays this for his friend. He's like, yo, am I tripping? Is this dude cool? <laughs> He's like, he all right. He's like, nah, I ain't even about to let you all right this dude. I got to meet him. I, I need to, yeah, so Him yeah. and I get on the phone. Yeah, I got to meet this kid, man. I'm not letting this slip through my fingers. So I'm in my basement chilling, like, eating fucking cereal and some dirty drawers watching the boondocks. I don't know what day it was. Because I have no that clue. Like it's a I just know Tuesday, probably. <laughs> yeah, it probably Tuesday, Wednesday, some shit. I probably had some shit I should have been doing, but I wasn't doing. And um, at the time, um, I didn't even have like a, a a cell phone with active service. I think I was on Wi-Fi. Okay. Right, like I wasn't. I ain't had no bread. So my <laughs> uncle had given. <laughs> 
Listen, so my uncle had got it in McDonald's, though. Like, baby, where you at? <laughs> Hold up. I got to stop and use their Wi-Fi real fast. Hold up. You, you know how it goes. Like, yes, yes, Wi-Fi. Sir. McDonald's tripping. <laughs> so um, um, I'm like, I'm like uh, uh, chilling or whatever. And uh, my, my, uh, my uncle has to use my mom's cell phone number. So my mom's like, uh, Hassan, like, uh, you have a phone call. I'm like, okay, like, who the fuck could this be? I get on the phone, bro. It's Scarface, bro. Mm. Scarface, the rapper. You. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I get on the phone. He's like, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, Scarface. He's like, yo, you know who this is? I'm like, Al Pacino. <laughs> like, oh, it's my block. I'm like, oh shit, you playing right now? So I'm on the phone with Scarface and EP, and they start telling me, you know, about you know their ass. They're, they're looking for a young artist and this and that, and they believe like I'm that, and I'm just like, what? Like I, I can't even believe this shit right now, like right. you know. And uh, push comes to shove, I come out to um, California with EP. He's like, yo, you follow my lead, and we're gonna make it happen. And I, I took his word for it, man. I kind of went out there on blind faith. I, you know, had no idea what kind of person EP was or whether or not this was like the best decision. You know, my uncle lined me up with a with a lawyer and, and I'm so grateful that he was able to do that for me. And so we worked out the best situation we could. And ultimately, I got signed by Strange Music in under a year. Mm, okay. It was insane, man. It, it doesn't happen like that. I'm about no, to was, say, you know, in magic. some cases, people be sitting there pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for years essentially like that until i mean look at someone like like kyle west i mean you're just watching his his documentary how long he was pushing at the rock mm-hmm. to let him just become a rapper i know i'm a producer let me yeah. be a rapper and like even someone is mm-hmm. kanye west even had to do that so within a year for you to be signed to strange music and then with a, a, a legend such as tech nine man like 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 you said that's something that had to have been ordained by god from the rip because like come on man things like that don't happen that fast for no. people and then like you said your first <laughs> your first tour ever is 60 plus <laughs> 60 plus cities come on man in front of thousands and and like come on yeah i i Man, listen, more blessings to you, more power to you, man. And much more success, man, for sure. Because I, I love, like I said, I've been, since the day we met, I've been following you just, you know, from behind, for, pause, but in the shadows. <laughs> for behind the scenes. <laughs> for behind the scenes in the shadows, just, you know, uh, just seeing your progression as it keep on going, man. And, I mean, speaking about that, I mean, what, I guess it's a two-part question I ask you, man. When it comes to Maze 301, what is what artist did you look up to growing up? And then who are your, I guess, top five rappers of all time? Okay, so, I mean, the artist that really inspired me inspired, yeah. to make music, I would say definitely Wiz Khalifa, one of my biggest inspirations to make music. Okay. That's um, a good one. I like that's different. For, for sure. Um uh J. Cole was a big inspiration for yeah. me. Uh Rick Ross was another really big one for me. And fifty cent. As far as rappers are concerned. Oh, and Ludacris. Those were the five rappers Luda. that like you know what I'm saying? That like I came up listening to and I wanted to be like them. Um, and then as I started making music, then of course, you know, Drake was like the ultimate inspiration, right? And you got, you know, Andre, but I'm talking about before I realized I wanted to rap, those are the five guys that I listened to. Okay. And, you know, I wanted to be them. Like I would hear their voice and I would try to rap like them and, mm. and, you know, and I'd look in the mirror and, and it was, yeah, Wiz Khalifa, I mean, changed the game for me in 50. Um, but as far as, um, my top five rappers of all time i can't pick favorites either one okay okay so i'll give you two lists i'll give you my top five rappers and then my top five artists as far as rappers are concerned you got jay-z you got drake you got is this is this the order or is this just you name it no no order but (laughs) no matter no matter what way you slice it though jay-z is is the oh, best yeah, rapper one, ever to for me. Sure. Yeah, to me, yeah, he's number one for me. So you got Jay Z, 
you got Drake, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Lil Wayne. Mm, you got some. I mean, you can't go wrong with that list at all. What'd you say, Jay Z? No, you can't. Drake, Lil Wayne, three three goats in their perspective uh, uh, decades mm-hmm. in general, and then you add on someone like. Kanye, Kanye and, and K-Dot. And K- yeah, no, no, not J. Cole. I mean, yeah, and K-Dot. K-Dot, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, uh, uh, that's nasty. I don't know how many people can compete with that. Y'all y'all let me know how many how top five y'all think can, can, can get better than that. And then your five yeah, artists. Yeah, you name them. <laughs> okay. Then my fat five, five artists. You have to find the spot. We Puma got. Blue. I'm not sure if you know who that is, but he's probably ever to me. Uh, start start over. Yeah, I broke up a little bit. Start over. My bad. Okay, oh, so Puma Blue. Gotcha. Um, uh, Puma Blue. Um, probably. Um, Coldplay. Mm. Um. Kanye West. So he on your uh, top so five and, and your uh, top five artists. <laughs> yeah, because when we talk of, when we talk about artists, I mean, really, Kanye West is in his own league because he's more than just a musician. He inspires yes. the way that I dress. Yes, you know what yes. I'm saying. He is, he inspires what type of production I find to be uh, inspirational. Yes. You know, he he covers so many different lanes. He isn't just a, a rapper. Um. So uh, that's them three. Um, Lauren Hill and um, and probably um, Radiohead. Okay, okay, okay. Puma, Puma, yeah, probably the only style. one I gotta I gotta do my my research on. But I definitely know the other ones. That's that's some good people. Yeah, you want to check him out, bro. I, I I just pulled in my, my phone as we speak, so I'm definitely gonna be listening to this to see what's going on. Then he's, can't go wrong. he's amazing. I've never seen anybody in concert. I've seen him in. He's only been to Los Angeles four times. I seen him three times, and I was so hurt because the one time I missed him, I was on tour, which I thought was pretty amazing. Because I remember at like his first or second show I had ever gone to, mm-hmm. I told him like, "Yo, like I'm an aspiring artist." And like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, be doing my thing one day as if, as if he gave a fuck. And he's like, yeah, man, like best, best wishes. Cause he's like from London or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I missed that one show being on tour. So I was like, you know, look what at me. Say, I told you, I told you. <laughs> I told you playboy, you know, I'm verified and stuff now. But um, Thanks. we, we get into it, man. That's that's dope. That's that's freaking dope. Um, I mean, I guess real real quick, who you who you listening to right now? Right now, funny enough, I've been listening to a lot of uh, this artist named Junior H. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so Junior Junior H is a is a Latin artist. Um, I don't really know how to explain the sound. Um, I just really like it. Um, it's like a lot of guitar. It's a okay. lot of guitar. If you look up, so then he just he dropped an album called "Cruising with Junior H," and that okay. shit is fire. It's in all Spanish. I don't know what the fuck he's talking Same. about, but I love the I love the melodies. That shit is super catchy. I'd be annoying the shit out of my family when they hear that shit, but I'd be playing that shit full blast. And if I'm not listening to that, um, oh, I see him now. If I'm not listening to that. I'm probably listening. I really like classical composition, so I'm listening to Claude Debussy or Eric Satie, or I listen to a lot of just. I, at this point, I don't listen to a lot of music I can understand Damn, because gotcha. for some reason, because I, I'm really finding myself um, wanting to feel something different as far as the messages in music are concerned. Um, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Nah, I, I, um, I'm with you. I'm not your, I'm not your typical uh, music listener. Don't get me wrong. We all have our, like you said, stuff that we can comprehend and, and understand and relate to at times. But like, yeah, man, I'm into, I'm into all that. I mean, because again, I'm a musician myself. I mean, even before all this, man, it's, it's so my ears definitely. I mean, that's part of the reason, and I can see that. that's part of the reason why you probably like Kanye. He doesn't give you the norm he doesn't give you the, mm-hmm. the, the same old thing when he came out with 808 heartbreak 
like, I like, I lost my mind. Like, that's literally to me probably you, one of the greatest albums I've ever created. Like that's your. But it's so underrated as far as his what? as far as his discography goes too. You know, because I get it. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy is his magnum yes, opus. Yes, 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 yes. But I think. That heartbreak, 808s and heartbreaks is his second best album. And you'll have people say, oh, you know, dropout and, and, and all these things. And I'm like, yo, all late registration, all that classic, timeless. Yes. But for me, I'm just more of a melody person than a rap person. Like I'm listening to, you know, Latin music where I can't even understand what people are saying, <laughs> but I'm addicted to these melodies. Exactly. That's just what I like. Exactly. You know? It's, it's more to music than it. what people uh, sometimes uh listen to are saying because yeah man yeah because a lot of a lot of what is kind of turning me off is what people are saying you know but what keeps me coming back are the messages because you know i mean not the messages the melodies because a lot of this music people aren't really saying Saying much at all you know but it's those melodies right that keep you coming back and for me that's what that's what really sells it for me yes sir so we're gonna uh we're gonna move right along man um Appreciate everybody uh, tapping in, watching it live right now. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, uh, follow everything. Follow him on all his social platforms. And we about to That's talk M-A-E-Z. about it. easy. Yeah, I get. I had to. I had to look at that a couple of times myself. My my dyslexia uh, kicked in a little bit. I'm like, what the? Wait a minute. Disease in the wrong spot. Like. A... Oh my bad, my bad. No, no, you good. You good. If you are. If you're spelling it like a maze, you are spelling it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I had to learn okay. that myself. Uh, so we're going to hop right into it, man. Let's talk about this album, uh, Hello, Goodbye. Talk about it. Uh, like I said, the first time I listened to it, uh, it, it was amazing. I, I'm not going to even, and I'm not even like saying this just because you're on this, doing this for me and doing this interview with me, like legit, like. You can ask my friends, even Zig, my cohorts. I at times text the chat like, "Yo, when we first when we first listened to it, the first thing we sent to each other was Strange Flows. That's the first thing we all sent to each other. Like, yo, <laughs> this track right here, this nigga go crazy on this joint. He really go bananas <laughs> on this joint. Then, like I said, uh, No Lemon in that joint. Um, uh, what, what's the joint? Uh, Frenemies, like another one, like a couple joints. It, it was it was a good situation. It was put together well. I uh, love the uh, whoever was produced everything, the production of it. EP, yes, shout out like, EP, shout out EP, man. Uh, it definitely was, it definitely was a dope uh, um, work that you put together. I mean, I guess. Thank you. T- tell us about it, man. Uh, what went into making this album? What space you was in when you created this album? Like, how did this this masterpiece come up, come together? Hey, well, first of all, thank you for the love, man. I appreciate sure, that, man. Sure. It means a lot. Thank you for listening to it. Thank you uh, for letting me be on this platform, you know, showing showing the project so much love to your audience. But um, as far as where I was at, um, I'm just, you know, constantly finding myself in a space, at least right now, where I want to show people um, what level of entertainer I can be. Right. Okay. I can give you radio music. I can give you album music. I can give you music that occupies different spaces, whether it be a club song or a love song or or a sad song. And so I just try to continue to tap into that frequency as I put together these bodies of work. And um, I think for this last album, I just wanted to speed up the BPM a little bit, make it okay. a little bit more uh, radio friendly uh, than my last two albums, which I felt were a little slower and more introspective. Um, and I just wanted to stay open-minded. I wanted to push the boundaries and I, uh, I just wanted to get, uh, uncomfortable and that's what I did. And I'm really happy with this body of work. And I can't wait for you guys to hear the next one, man, because I'm going even crazier with this next one. Please let let me know ASAP whenever, even if you can send me a couple sneak previews or something, that'd be love too, for sure. Cause like, like I said, I, I, I honestly... Uh, mean when I say when I say that, and if as we we grow and you know talk more and build a relationship, man, like people know, like I'm that friend that's like, if you want the truth, <laughs> don't don't come and uh, don't ask. I mean, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't come and don't come and ask me for sure because I'm the one that's like, listen, 
that stinks. Uh, I'm not really lying. That that's what I'm saying. Let's 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 switch this around. Like like I ain't gonna tell you what to do, but I'm just gonna let you know how I feel uh, when I um, when I hear that. So I mean, what's 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 coming up for me is through your one man. I, I know the album has been moving. It's been going. I've been seeing all the, the love you've been receiving for the videos, for the uh, YouTubes, the streams, everything, man. I, I see the love is out there. I mean, what's what's next? Any uh, video, upcoming videos, any more uh, single releases, tours, anything? Like, what, what's, what's next for me? So we may be dropping a video for the record frenemies with iso and i we're still okay. working on the edits and making sure that we love everything um so that's not 100 percent, but there's a very high likelihood that that video comes out okay um and then you know hopefully dropping some more videos to accompany the album and then you know hopefully we drop another album before the year is over and hit the road one more time before the year is over you know do one more get one more tour in and just keep the ball rolling you know yes sir yes sir i mean like you said it's always you got the base, you got the foundation. Now it is time to build on it. Uh, I mean, like you said, man, I appreciate you being here on here, man, for sure. I mean, be, like you said, this is the Open Gym Podcast. You in, you in the gym right now, uh, interviewing with your boy AB. Uh, we're going to switch gears for a little bit real fast. We're going to, you know, like I said, it's a sports show. So we're going to talk it. sports a little bit, man. Uh, the, you know, the hot topic right now is the NBA. It's a lot going on uh, in the NBA you got. Uh, award races, you got playoff positionings, you got team trades, you got a lot that's going on, man. And like I said, I, I looked into some history. I, I seen that you played basketball uh, when you was younger before you went into transitioning into music. I mean, do you have a favorite team? Who who's your favorite team in NBA if you have one, or if you or do you like have like a player or something like that? Well. My favorite player right now is LaMelo Ball, so that makes me a Charlotte Hornets fan by default. <laughs> I was not cheering for Charlotte before he was drafted. And Let if he goes known. anywhere after, <laughs> if he goes anywhere after, I probably won't be cheering for them after. Now, I will say that I have grown to be fond of the roster. I like okay. the guys on there. Yeah. I like Terry Rozier. He was great in Boston. I like the guys on the bench. I like Jalen McDaniels. P.J. Washington has a lot of potential. Look, um, you, you, I you, like uh, the Isaiah Thomas pickup. I, I mean, with uh, Miles Bridges, you, you see, I don't know if you know, he got a couple of records out there as well. One of we was actually did a little segment on him on the earlier pies that we did. Yeah, one of these, one of these checks was was smacking like uh, uh, Miles Bridges. You like him too? I mean, he he's definitely. A I fan saw that. I saw I, he is rapping. I saw the music video, and I was like, "Yo, Miles Bridges is wild. You need to get in the gym. Keep working on that." Uh, on that three-pointer, you know what I'm saying? Get that three-point up. Get that right there. hand sharper. He out there talking about But nah, Miles Bridges is a dog. He's <laughs> yeah. a dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he's his own for TV, folks. His own for TV. It's like, what is he talking about? Yo, crazy, yo. Crazy. No, but I agree with you. Like, more, more basketball than, than worry about your... Uh, your 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 second secondary career later on, especially the way you rapping for sure. I don't need black man get your money. That's all I got to say. Get that money. <laughs> yeah, he's um, having fun with it, man. For sure, you know, you know the sure. young, young cats nowadays. But you yeah, just, that's my squad. That's my guy. Yeah, I mean Lamelo, he's definitely he's definitely gonna be around for a while. He has the star power. He has the potential to be great. So there's nothing wrong with with, with being Lamelo fan at all. Uh, MVP race. I know we got a couple of them, but you know the hot topic right now is just two guys and two guys only, man. You got my hometown, Philadelphia 76, as y'all see it, Joel Embiid, and then you got the Denver Nuggets, um, uh, Nikola Jok- uh, Jokic. So, that's the wrong person, Joker, the Joker down at uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. who, you, who, you, who you got, man? You know, uh, who's your MVP? Right now, just based off what you've seen so far, because I know, you know, music definitely takes a lot of time away uh, uh, from people. But what you was able to catch and read up on and see, man, your MVP, Joel Embiid or Joker? I mean, it's a really tough one because they have very similar numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They play the same position. 
and they have such a great impact on their team. But I think I I, I think I had to. You're not gonna like this. (laughs) I think I had to give it to the Joker, bro. Oh my God! Not you too. Not you too, Baze. Not you too, bro. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, but I mean. (laughs) I'm just Nikola. Just you know, he he's such a great playmaker, man. He they they the Seventy Sixers seem to be losing the games when they count, and you know the Nuggets. Um, I just I don't know, man. Joel and B gonna have to show me something in the playoffs, man. I I, I would have a lot to say about that, but this is not a Sixers show, so I'm not gonna even bore y'all guys with that. But trust and believe, MVP. Is Joel Embiid? I don't care what nobody says. We can we can discuss. You're that probably all, right. All, You're all probably here. right. But the fact that y'all just but the fact that y'all just lost to the Nuggets kind of bothers me. I mean, context is everything. You got to dive a little deeper to, to see what's going on because our bench right now has been porous. I can tell you that much. The last three games, the bench points uh, give up 146 to like I think it was like. 36 points the last three games. So that lets you know how bad our our bench is right now. now Who I, y'all I, got on the bench? Y'all got you got you got Niang. <laughs> Niang you got uh Mas, Shake Milton, uh Danny Green, uh Paul Millsap, DeAndre Jordan, and some young guys who don't get no play, which I don't understand why. But a bunch of old guys on the bench that only could do one thing good, and if that thing doesn't work out. We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doomed. That's terrible. So it's, it's, it's a lot That's to terrible. go to that. But, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like the Joker. Like, I just – I just, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but also I see the talent that Joel Embiid has and what he does on the floor. It's, it's just like it's – you're talking about Kobe, Jordan, Shaq, Akeem Olajuwon – all mixed in one body. It's like what? Like it's like that's, oh, that's wow. the stuff that yeah, like that's 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 who Joel Embiid is if you put his game together, man. Mid range, three posts, crossovers, everything. And he's seven two, two hundred and eighty pounds. So we're gonna leave that there. Stick a stick a pin in there. We can revisit that later for sure. <laughs> that was just give you a little synopsis of a big man pause doing a lot <laughs> on the court for his team. Um, so we get out the way. So you got Joker, favorite players, Lamelo. Um, so you got the playoffs coming up right around the corner. You got mm-hmm. every team probably got the most, probably got 16 to 17 games left total. Some teams maybe more than yep. two or less. Um, who's coming out of each conference, man? East and West. Who you got in the championship? Uh, who, who you got going to meet? At that NBA uh, Finals round, coming out the East, coming out the West, who you got? Um, so I think out of the West, I think nobody's gonna beat Golden State in seven. Mm. Um, well, you know, they're not completely. Well, not, not the. I mean, like I said, just heard that he, he'll be ready for the playoffs, but you know, Steph got hurt last night, so. He out with a foot in. He did get hurt. I wasn't yeah. sure how long he was out for, though. Yeah, they said the start of the start of the playoffs. He'll be back, so he basically missing the rest the rest of the regular season. He'll be ready for the start of the playoffs. He could probably play though. I think for them, it's just like we know we're gonna make the playoffs, and nobody's yeah. gonna beat us in seven. So let's sit him until we really need him. Okay. You know, get get Dre his reps, Draymond get the young yep. because you know with Steph sitting out now, you're getting Jordan Poole back in his zone. You know what I'm saying? You're getting um. Uh, you know, you're getting them guys ready Clay for the playoffs. Clay back in general, he's still, like, mm-hmm. I know he's been hooping a little bit. I mean, Clay's <laughs> still coming back from Achilles' chair. Like, like mm-hmm. that's me. Clay needs to be the man. So these <laughs> yeah. this next 15 games will really let him find his swagger. Yep. And I just don't see anybody beating them in seven with Draymond healthy. And I don't know when Wiseman is coming back. I don't know if he's coming back this year. But regardless, I mean, Looney, they won with Looney one time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, yeah. and and you don't have to be big when you can shoot like they can shoot. So I got them coming out the West. As far as the East, man, it's really tough. 
But Brooklyn's coming out of the East, man. Oh, Brooklyn's coming out of the East. He hurt me again. He hurt me again. <laughs> it's everybody. it's damn sure this. not Philly. He's just doing this. This is how he's doing. Just stabbing <laughs> me. Just stabbing me for sure. Wait, wait, wait. So are you one of those fans that's like, you know what I'm saying, like realistic? Or it's like, oh, this is nah. my team. We winning every year. I, I, I mean, I'm being a little bit. I'm joking a little bit. Like, I, I, I'm a basketball fanatic, so I, I know. Kyrie Irving is one of my favorite point guards ever. Let's start there. Like, yeah. I, I'm like Kyrie Irving, so, and I understand how great Kevin Durant is. So, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing the fact that any of these people, like you said, Giannis is still there with the Bucks, stuff like that. The Heat, even though I think we can beat them, they still going to be scrappy. They still going to send the team to six to seven games. So, it's definitely mm-hmm. a toss-up. Yeah. It's more of a hard thing that my Sixers make it, but I'm not blind to the fact that, yes, we can easily lose in the second round again or even in the Eastern Conference Finals, especially if you got the Nets heating up the way that they heating up the past couple games. So. Man, especially <laughs> if you got vaccinated Kyrie, who are you going to watch out? <laughs> Shoot, New York talking about they might lift the band, so if you get the band lifted They huh? need to. I mean, they letting the man watch the game. Come on now. Well, when I felt out that other teams – their players, unvaccinated players, can come into New York and play the games. It was out the window for me because they, they literally, yeah, that just telling me that you're just doing that despite him because he was the one right. guy who set up here and up said, ex- it. exactly, mm-hmm. whatever his morals is, whatever he went to stand up for, let him stand up for it. Just like, like I, I didn't like that, so I really do believe they was just getting it out uh, for him. But you know, you being in LA for a while it just made me think about it. All that that's going on in the in in, in Tinseltown with the Lake Show. Uh, you, uh, I don't know if you heard about the recent reports about how everyone has been heckling uh, James, uh, not James Harden. Um, what's his name? Uh, Russell Westbrook, calling them Russell Westbrook and stuff. He talking about uh, I don't like when people play my name and stuff like that. And now my kids here. Like, what what is your thoughts on that? Or is it a situation where it's people are going too far? Or is it a situation like, man, you're in the spotlight, this is entertainment, and if you play better, people won't talk? Well, I mean, you make a great point. It's entertainment, right? So that's the way that it goes. And, you know, if you play better, people will have great things to say, and you're not going to tell people to be quiet then. Um, But I think even more so, Russell Westbrook has never been a player to be quiet his damn self. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He'll take anybody's name and, and throw it all through the mud. You know what I'm saying? Patrick Beverly said this man, you know, to an extent, like, essentially nearly ruined his career. You know what I'm saying? When he said, oh, you run around and you just put on a show, but you ain't really playing defense. Doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you imagine how Patrick Beverly's woman felt when you said that. You know what I'm saying? He let it be so, known last you know, night. He trashed. He sure he did. Trash. He sure did. It wasn't that was comedy? I mean, that that's the WWE at its finest. But sure. it's it's just kind of it's kind of evidence of kind of what you what you put out is what you get back. You know. Yes, sir. And now yes, Russell Westbrook is 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 getting you know receiving that same shit that he gave out. So. And I totally agree when it comes to that. Like I said, man, it uh, he, he, he is like one of the prime trash talkers in the NBA. So, like, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Don't get me wrong. There's lines and there's barriers you don't cross, like, obviously. But, like, calling you West Brick, it's true. That's all you – he's shooting 9% from the from the three right now since the all-star break. 9%. Nine, think about what that is. Like nine percent. Like that's that's. I could go out there and shoot nine percent. Give me a contract. Give me that money, easy for sure. That's what I say. So uh, he's shooting nine percent on accident. I could go out there and shoot nine percent on purpose. <laughs> like with like, all what? my heart, all my passion, everything. Nine percent. Like you tripping? It don't make no damn sense. <laughs> That's how. That's how you're it is, supposed man. to be a professional. Professional, mm. like just, just, just eat it. Just, just take it. Y'all having a down year. Y'all can't get it together. People in and out of the lineup. AD. So uh, it's a lot of things. But like to sit here and try to revert it back to the fans, man. I, I feel like that was a little bit uh, a week essentially from his part. And just one more thing. I mean, I just want to ask you this one question before we get out of here. Time has been well spent, man. I appreciate you stepping in the gym with me. Um, the question is. If you can get courtside tickets to whatever game you want to in history, so the history of the NBA, so it ain't got to be nothing present, 
what game would it be? Mm. Or or just a a, a, a time, a era of a player even. I mean, if we're gonna talk eras, I mean, I would have died to see prime Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, right for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as a game, maybe game one of I think it was like the two thousand and one or two thousand. Whatever game it was in the finals when AI won the first game against the Lakers. Okay, okay. Yeah, that um, was 2000. Just to see Allen Iverson and, and Kobe, that was 2000 and what year was that? It was that? like, One? It was like two, I wanted to say like two or three, I believe. I'm not mistaken. Okay, I think it was, might have been the 2002, yeah. 2003 season. Yeah. But um, maybe, I mean, I don't know. There's so many great games, but I would have, you know, to see Allen Iverson in his prime or young Kobe, I saw Kobe play live one time. And mm. I'll never forget that. You know, rest in peace to one of the greatest yes, to ever live. He's um, I saw him play his last game in Washington, D.C. Okay. And I got really good seats. My dad's a big fan. And so it was a Christmas gift to him. And I mean, I still have the footage in my phone. And what was crazy about that season was you never knew what you were going to get from him because he was so old. He was, you know, he was hanging up the jersey. And the night before he played in Philadelphia, I think it was actually a back-to-back. And that was so the game it's like, I was oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had nine points, right? That was the only time I've seen him, yeah. He yeah. had nine points, right? Yeah, he had nine points. He was sitting on the sideline icing his uh, knees and shit, and he didn't play very well, and they, lo- and they lost by a lot. And so nobody really knew what to expect. And he, you know, no offense to you or anything, but I said, damn, God put that game on just for me because when he came to D.C., bro, I mean, there were Lakers jerseys everywhere. I'm sure it was the same in Philly. Mm-hmm. It felt like you were at the Staples Center, and, I mean, he took over. He had 31 points. He had 31 points. That and it was just an, it, it was an amazing – it was crazy, man. It was an amazing game. And it was even more crazy, the, the, the presence and the energy mm-hmm. that he had he had this this aura to him. I don't know how close you were to the court, but you could have been in the nosebleeds and you could have felt his presence. But when I walked into the gym, my memory is not my strong suit, and I hate to say that because I feel like I'm I feed my that 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 manifestation of my memory not being so great. But I was at this game and Kobe was just chilling on the scores table, right? He had that that tall brown slender frame. He had that fucking bald head. He had those like deep cut fucking cheekbones, and he's just like chewing gum. Long he's shorts. not even doing anything. He's just yeah, yeah. The the long, you know, the shorts just look long on him, and he's just chewing the gum. And he just it, it was just it almost felt like he wasn't real. There was like, and this is there was like he almost looked golden. His skin didn't even look brown. It looked golden, and 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 that's not just a testament to him because. Brown skin has this golden accent yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean, the the, yeah. the light is hitting you when you're shining over there. You know what I'm glow. saying? So we wait. We have that glow, but he was he was glowing like nobody else was, <laughs> like nobody I've ever seen. He had this presence, this aura, and you could feel him. You could feel him. It, it was it was it was chilling, and um, man, it was it was unforgettable. It was unforgettable. I, so I, I, I totally mean, agree. I, I know exactly what you said because, like I said, I seen him one time. Myself mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm mad at myself not being able to get to more, but it was the last game he had in Philly. It was on his farewell tour, and it was like you said that same type of uh, aura was there, and it was a little bit different mm-hmm. too because this was a reconciliation moment as well for the city. Because I, I don't know if you know in the past after he got drafted and he went to L.A. and everything like that, his first game back in Philly. We booed him, like, cause he was mad, cause he's he's a hometown kid. He's from Lower Marion, mm-hmm. he's from the suburban mm-hmm. side of. So it was like to us, it was like, damn, bro, like you, <laughs> you left us to go over there and whatever, like that. Granted, we we ain't we ain't um uh, he ain't make the decision, yeah, like you know what I'm right. saying. So that's the organization, but it it was chilling almost, cause it's like, wow, this is this is Kobe Bryant, this is his last game, like. Everyone in there, even the fans of the Sixers, was still rooting for him because it was Kobe, like, yeah. Welcome home, bro. Like you back home, you finally back. We love you. We sorry. And mind you, the uh, the year before he just did the uh, it was either the year before or year after. Forgot what year that was. 
Uh, he was just with the Eagles when we went on the Eagles run and won the Super Bowl. He sat and talked to the team and everything that year. So it was like for all that to, to transpire all in the same, within the same, what, four years or something like that. Like that was probably the most ultimate moment. And then, like you said, to wake up, well, to be in the middle of a day. I was actually playing at a church and leaving. And all of a sudden, my phone go off and you hear what happened. Like it was, that was that was like probably one of the most, I don't care who you was, you felt that. Like, I don't care who you was, you felt when Kobe yeah. passed away for sure. Yeah, and I think what was even crazier about his passing was I was in Los Angeles mm. and okay. every day in Los Angeles was a sunny, clear day. Blue skies, sunshine, and when he passed, it was the first cloudy, gloomy day. Mm. And, and the city had never been more quiet. It had never been more still. And it felt like the universe knew that we had suffered a, a, a substantial loss. loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, I mean, the weeks after, I mean, weeks, not a week, not two weeks, weeks after his passing, I had ne- Los Angeles was so quiet. It was so quiet. Los mm-hmm. Angeles is not a quiet city. At all, at all. Uh, even so, though the pandemic when I was down there, they was out there rowdy. So I, I, I yeah. know. I mean, it's a party every day in Los yeah, Angeles. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. I mean, it was quiet. You could hear the city buses. Just you could hear the city bus engines. That's how quiet it was. And everything just, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. Every building that illuminated color illuminated yellow and purple. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, but yes, sir. Well, man, it's ironic too. What's that? No, no. I was just gonna say it's ironic because. I don't know if you ever heard the story Tracy McGrady shared where he said Kobe felt like the only way he would be bigger than Michael was if he died of a tragedy. Wow. Did you ever hear that story? No, I didn't. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Tracy McGrady said that Kobe was like, yeah, I want to be bigger than Mike. And I know the only way that I could be bigger than Mike is if I die young. And Tracy McGrady was like, what are you talking about? Why would you say some shit like that? Right, right. He said, it's not that I want to die young, but, you know, he, he just thinks so deeply about everything that he said I understand that the only way I'll be bigger than Michael Jordan is if I die young and this was before he had kids and anything so obviously he wasn't saying that he didn't want to die as a father right but um Kobe had this weird way of manifesting whatever you know he put his mind to and you ask a lot of people and they'll tell you they think Kobe was better than Michael Jordan and a lot of it may have to do with the fact that Kobe's gone now yeah you know, so I just and, thought and that that was insane. It definitely plays a part when it uh, when it comes to. That. I mean, like it, it's well documented with Kobe though. Like literally, his whole game, like literally from top to bottom, was mimicked after the guy from the the biting mm-hmm. of the <laughs> biting of the shirt, the sticking the tongue out, the way they shoot, the fade away, like everything. So I can see that the bald head, the bald head, essentially, yeah, like <laughs> everything. He had, he had the earring it wasn't the hoop but he had an mm-hmm. earring at one time everything so the, the, the armband placement arms, i mean yep yep, yep. absolutely yeah. absolutely man well maze man i appreciate you man stepping in the gym with me i know the time is well spent thank you for spending this time with me like i said before man i just wanted to basically just you know acknowledge uh what you've been doing uh with the music with the touring Everything that's going on, man, I'm sending all positive vibes, everything to you, your way, man, and nothing but success, man. I'm going to be sitting here looking at, at you as you progress, keep getting bigger and bigger, and as you step out there and just present your present your, your music and your artistry and your art to the world, man, essentially. And if, if anything I can do, man, for sure, uh, just hit me up, man. It's, it's whatever, man. I definitely appreciate you stepping in, man. Y'all make sure y'all make sure, make sure. Y'all go stream, download, buy, out now on every platform that you get music from. Hello, Goodbye by Maze 301. We played one of the uh, songs earlier called Strange Flows, but the whole album is is amazing, man. So make sure y'all go check that out, man. Anything you got to say before we get on out of here, Maze, that you want to just tell the people? I mean, thank you for having me, AB, man. It was awesome. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Um, we talked about two of some of my favorite things with music and basketball. It was a pleasure, man. I appreciate you. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and, yeah, man. We, 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 we could finally get on on one accord and, uh, 
It's too bad uh, Zig couldn't make it. You said Zig, right? That's the yeah. co-host name? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, it's too bad Zig couldn't make it because it was cool just chatting with him a little bit. Last time we tried to get into it. Uh, but, yeah, man, stay tuned um, because whatever I put my name on is going to be something of substance. And uh, I just appreciate it again, man. And I look forward to seeing uh, what happens with you next, man. Yes, so sir. Thank you for the opportunity, bro. You know, we, we out here making it happen, man. Yes, sir, man. Like I said, I just wanted to oh, you just appreciate it. Uh, like I said, talking with us about your music career, about uh, everything that you got going on, sports and everything, man. But until we meet again, everybody, make sure y'all like, subscribe, follow. Make sure y'all follow Maze 301 on all social medias. His name is right there. It's at M-A-E-Z 301. I mean to ask you, what's the 301? That's the area code for where I'm from in Maryland. Okay, got yes, you. Sir. Got you. Maze 301. Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all follow me. Make sure y'all go download that that album right now. Hello, goodbye. And Right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is your boy, A.B., until we meet next guy, ne- next time. Yes, sir. This champ talk, shooting shots, they just want me to fake. But my game made when I'm getting buckets today. Crossover, pull up, bet you fall for the hezzy. Game seven, prime time is butterflies on your belly. Now can you do it? Folding under the pressure, boy, can you do it? If you going strong, who better? Don't let the game slip and don't get caught in the lights. Crown me, yeah, Jordan taking off on the Baby, flight. Baby, give me all the rings right now, we the champions. We the champions. I do my thing right now and it can be done. They said it can be done. Give me all the rings.